0: Holiday Let Success Audio Blog, Episode Two. The Definitive Guide to Holiday Let Success. From interviews with successful holiday homeowners and industry experts, to useful and usable ideas, resources, and discussion. Hello, and welcome to the Holiday Let Success. Podcast this is the audio blog the second episode, and I wanted to do an audio version of my post how to Winterproof your property. We are heading into the chilly season now certainly here in the UK I'm recording this in December and I don't know if you can hear anything in the background today but it's really windy so if there are any strange noises in the background it's gusty and really breezy outside where I am on the edge of the Cotswolds in the UK today. So let's look at the sorts of things that you are going to need to undertake as part of your maintenance system as you systemize your. Business, your holiday let business, to ensure that it runs smoothly, to ensure that you try to head off any problems and keep on top of some of the major things that are going to need doing as part of the maintenance of your property. Every property needs maintaining, we all know that. Most of us are property home owners. So every single year and some every six months, some monthly, some weekly, there are all sorts of different tasks that are going to need undertaking within your property. Now, when it comes up to winter, lots of places, if you've got a holiday home, you'll actually be shutting down for winter because the area that you're in just doesn't lend itself to winter rentals. Other places like where I am in the Cotswolds, you can actually continue to let your property during that time because it actually does lend itself to winter rentals. There's there's country pubs with warm fires, there's walks. So even if it's bad weather, you can get out and about. You can still play golf, you can still fish, Okay, maybe a little bit chilly sitting still. There's still all sorts of Different activities, there's National Trust places, there's beautiful gardens, there's houses that you can go inside in the National Trust. I mean, there's there's truly a myriad of different things to still attract people here. And cosy country cottages with warm fires, hot chocolate by the fire, tartan blankets, woolly slippers, cuddly warm toes I mean it's it does lend itself to that but still even if you're not shutting your property down for winter it's a good idea to make sure that you still go through these series of checks now I've put together a complete system that I use for our property that we live in and the properties that we rent out either on long-term let or as a holiday let which we do both So I like to start at the very top of the property. Hate that bit. So whether it's me, my husband, or whether we do get someone in to help us, I like to start at the top. I'm really afraid of heights, so it's not usually me that gets involved with this. So we start with roof tiles. So what you're looking for here is you check for broken roof tiles, which could let water in. Now, any water, if you're shutting your property down particularly, could actually get a lot, lot worse whilst you are not looking. So that is the first step. Second part is the tiles could actually fall off if the wind gets up if they're not secure. Now that can actually cause damage to your property, a neighbour's property such as their car or even smash a window depending on which direction that particular tile gets slung in or, or worse still you could actually injure some somebody who may be unfortunate enough to be walking past as, as that situation arose i mean today's a perfect example it's really really windy here so whilst you're up on the roof you want to be checking the eaves the fascias and the soffits you need to make sure those are all in good condition same reason we don't want anything getting in any water getting in we don't want any vermin getting in during winter uh, anybody deciding that they're going to build a nest there if there's fewer holes as possible you're least likely to to come up against one of these issues also on the roof your satellite dishes and your aerials So you're at roof height anyway, so check these are securely fixed. Same reasons. We don't want anything working itself loose or getting blown or falling down, causing further damage during the winter. Also, if you've got a weather vane, check it's securely attached and definitely oil it. Now, I know there's not many of these around. The reason I mention it is because we have one on top of our coach house. It's ancient and it's seriously prone to squeaking in the wind if it's not oiled properly properly. It makes a really pretty eerie noise too, so definitely don't want your guests thinking the place is haunted and running for the hills. It scared the life out of us when we first moved in. So chimneys. Check the flashings around the chimney stacks. Again, we don't want leaks getting in here. Replace or repair where it's needed. So even a slight gap here could become much worse during the winter. And if you are lucky enough to have an open fire or a wood burner, remember to have your chimney swept every year. Now, this will avoid chimney fires and it'll make the firework better, too. So that makes it more efficient. It makes it much easier for your guests to use if you're renting it out and better for you, too, whilst you're staying in your property. Again, at this height, slightly lower down, gutters and drains. You want to check the gutters for leaks and clear out leaves, moss, any debris, Now this will stop any overflowing which could cause soakage into the bricks and then consequently damp, which we don't want. Difficult to get rid of once it's there, so more preventative measures you can put in place, the better. Now you want to check drains for any cracking whilst you're here and clear any drains out so they don't overflow and cause any flooding or you don't want it to allow a puddle of water to form where it might sit against wood that might cause rotting you know if it were to push water towards a door base of a door for example so keeping on top of gutters and drains really important so moving inside but still high up so you want to be checking your insulation now you, if you've got the minimal amount, really top up because this reduces heating bills and it retains heat, not to mention the eco side where we are all really focused on reducing our carbon footprint and reducing the amount we all use on a day-to-day, week-by-week, month-by-month, year-by-year basis because it all adds up. Now you want to be lagging the pipes and the hot water cylinders and the accessible areas such as the loft and you're looking to prevent freezing. So any exposed outside pipes, they are particularly at risk of freezing. You can cover those with insulating sleeves. If a pipe is leading to an outside tap, and you've got that outside tap out there, it's specifically very, very likely to get frozen. Uh, it's more susceptible, should we say. And you can actually get some very specific insulating covers that can be used along with its own little thermal jacket to keep it safe and warm in winter. And you can follow some of the links to the ones that I've used at our property uh, in the show notes. So make sure you take a look at that. So at this stage as well, it's worth checking online if there are any grants available in your area for energy saving improvements. You can go through, you can check this every single winter because things do change. Grants do come and go. So just because you might have looked in the past and it wasn't available it doesn't mean that it won't be available to you this year even on a a second property. So if there are extreme weather conditions such as extreme freezing temperatures consider opening the loft door to let warm air from the house to circulate around the loft and give the pipes a bit of a warm. Um, This could well prevent freezing and additional water damage. Okay, so moving on to your heating systems, because a frozen pipe can burst and it can lead to water damage. That's hugely destructive. So to prevent the pipes freezing, I would definitely leave the heating on and you can actually monitor exactly what is going on. If you're away from your property, keep an eye on the temperature with an automated app such as the Inspire Home Automation app that I talked about with Matthew Smith. In the episode number three, and I'll link this up in the show notes as well. But it's su- it's such a great app; it's well worth investing in something like this. And it's not a huge spend. Um, you'll you'll hear the full details in that particular episode. But it's, it's only in the region of about 135 pounds to get it all up and running and then a free app free ongoing support and this sort of app it will actually monitor and keep the property at set temperature and it will alert you to any problems so if there were to be an issue and the temperature were to suddenly drop you will know because you'll get uh, an immediate uh, notification on your app so at this stage you want to be bleeding the radiators as well so if a radiator needs bleeding, you won't be getting the best out of your heating system. If the radiators need bleeding, there'll be parts of the radiator that are warm when the heating is on and parts of it that will be cold. And bleeding a radiator is a really simple process and it'll take a, make a huge difference to the efficiency of the radiators and therefore the efficiency of your heating, a more, more warm and comfortable experience to anybody using the property and of course reduce bills. So it's all good at this stage coming up to winter or maybe the end of end of summer beginning of autumn you want to be thinking about getting the boiler serviced so if the boiler breaks down you're going to end yourself end up being in a similar position to leaving the heating off so then you're opening yourself up to a chance of frozen pipes and that could lead to burst pipes we really don't want this situation because water is just so damaging so you want to make sure you're servicing your boiler annually to avoid unexpected breakdowns but again something like the inspire automation home automation app it would come in really really handy here it'll tell you as soon as the temperature in the property has dropped below the temperature you had specified and that's where the alert will come in handy you immediately know there's a problem it could be a breakdown it could be a power cut you don't know what it is but it alerts you to the fact that something has gone on that you weren't expecting and it gives you the chance to put it right as soon as possible So just a note here I took from the plumber that we use at our home and in our holiday home. Uh, So if you have a condensing boiler, external pipes are more likely to freeze in winter and that will cause the system to shut down. So ensure the pipes for this type of boiler are lagged too. Talking about water you with the water stopcock you need to know where the stopcock is so this, this is the main tap that switches water on and off to your property from the external water supply so when you know where it is make sure it's easy to get to to turn off in the event of an emergency so if there were to be a situation where there were burst pipes you need to know where that stopcock is so you can get to it and switch it off as rapidly as possible and just limit any damage to your property moving down the building a little bit now so you've got your windows if you've got uh, Painted windows, you want to be checking the paintwork on your windows. So what you're looking for here is cracks that could allow water in and cause problems whilst you're not looking. See, the thing is, if any water does get into those gaps, fair enough, it's not going to be major. It will be something that goes on over time. But if you're away for winter, water gets into those gaps and then it freezes, as the water freezes, it will expand, and it will make these cracks a lot worse. so you might be going from a very, very quick and easy fix to something more 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 difficult to to fix in the long run so it 's best keeping on top of things so just fill in anything that 's a little bit suspicious looking and just seal it all with an additional coat of paint. Also look out for an existing rot. If you still have windows held in by putty, now this is possible depending on where you are and what age your property is, check if that putty is cracked and replace it if it is. Also, looking at the windows, check that water hitting the windows flows away from the glass and make sure it doesn't sit on the sill or drain away behind it. Again, water is so damaging if it gets in, especially when you're away or maybe there's a few months, a couple of months, even a few weeks between rentals. So again, depending on where you are and what type of property you have, you may have shutters. Really double check that they're well fastened so they can't swing free whilst you're away if there's a wind that gets up. See the thing is they'll damage themselves if they're left to batter against the building and that's not great for the neighbours either, although I would love to think you have a great relationship with your neighbours and they'd alert you immediately to any issues such as this, so uh, you know, really good, We'll, we'll touch on that point later. On the inside of the windows you want to be checking for gaps around the windows that could let in a draft or let your heating out and you want to seal those up with decorator's cork. Now depending on the size of the crack, if they are quite large you want to be looking at some sort of expansive foam and then covering the top up with a decorator's cork so it looks pretty and nice. Paint So whilst we're talking about paint on windows, you want to be checking all the exterior paintwork, such as garage doors, front doors, shed doors and windows in sheds for the same thing. So anything that looks suspicious, any cracks forming, just get them sanded down, filled up and repainted. Just avoid getting to the point where it becomes a massive job and it gives you peace of mind as well ladders so if you've got a ladder that is stored outside you want to make sure it is fastened down with a padlock and chain you do not want to be making life too easy for potential burglars so get those all locked away or stored in the garage which then in turn needs to be locked of course so looking at the exterior of your property if you've got any trees prune anything that's looking too high or that could damage your property if it were to fall now if it were to fall either on another person or their property, I mean, that, that would be, you know, imagine living with that, it would be absolutely awful. Uh, and of course, if you were to damage somebody else's property, it's a claim on your insurance and things can rapidly, just from a very small or seemingly small or overlooked issue, just rapidly get out of control and just turn to a horrible situation. So you just want to avoid this at all costs. And you to be looking out for damaged or dead branches that may be vulnerable in a high wind. So check there's nothing touching any cables too, because again, that's another issue that could cause a problem. So look at potentially perilous areas of your holiday home. So if you're in an area where your holiday home is let throughout the winter, as I mentioned, here, where I am on the edge of the Cotswolds in the UK, it it never actually stops. And it does actually lend itself to the the winter getaways, the Christmas getaways, together as a family or as a group. So there is a possibility that a guest could slip or fall on icy and slippery paths, and there's always the worry that they may sue for injury. I know uh, in the UK this goes a little bit against our ethos, but there are still situations where these sorts of things can occur and it just would be awful to find yourself in that situation. So I would suggest you listen into to episode one of the podcast with Phil Schofield from Schofield's Insurance and you can hear there about the cover that you need to ensure that you don't find yourself in that situation. So thinking about every entrance to the property, you need to ensure that they're clean and swept. Remove any of that green stuff that starts to show on the paths. It's like, I don't even know what it is, but it's, it's, it's like mould and it comes, well that's not even mould, it's like green planty material that grows on the surface of the path and it it can be very very slippery and you can get rid of this with a pressure washer you need to make sure there's no slippery leaves remove those regularly you also want to make sure all those entrances are well lit and have a large supply of grit or salt do not be tempted to use water to melt snow or ice I mean sometimes this can just seem like a, a quick fix but it's highly possible that will refreeze and then in turn turn to black ice which is just going to be Putting yourself back in the situation you were just trying to get yourself out of and potentially putting guests at danger, which we definitely don't want. So, outbuildings check any outbuildings, check they're weather tight and they are locked safely. You want to protect your expensive garden equipment, and especially it'll mean your tools can't be used to break into your home. That would be awful. So, make sure everything's well locked away. So, checking the fencing the gates, boundary walls for damage. You want to be replacing broken panels that can be blown away if they're not secured. Same, again, reasons we previously mentioned, you do not want to be damaging your own property, someone else's or another person. Whilst we're outside, garden furniture. Check all of your outside furniture for any damage. Check it's still in perfect working order for your guests. Something something could have occurred during a rent during a rental period. One of your guests might have damaged something. They may have forgotten to tell you, and it could mean that that item is no longer fit for purpose. And uh, this gives you the chance to double check that so ideally if the weather where your property is doesn't allow for sitting out during the winter months store the furniture and that can prevent any damage or decay during the worst months and save yourself having to, to purchase more garden furniture because it's quite a big spend leaky equipment so inside check everything and anything that may leak that includes your washing machine taps in all the baths and shower rooms showers baths days. yes they do still exist Dishwashers, fridges, freezers, drinks, coolers, air conditioning, ice makers. Just check all of those for leaks. I tend to do this on a monthly basis because even a teeny weeny bit of water can cause rotting and dampness. You know, if you've got a little while between rentals or there's a while till the the Christmas group comes in. During that time, something horrible could happen. You only have to turn your back. And it's amazing how quickly nature can really show us what it can do water in particular so moving on to safety checks to so make it an absolute priority that gas and electrical appliances are serviced annually by a qualified engineer there's different qualifications for different appliances you want to be checking for signs of damage on a regular basis now I check everything after every guest leaves and it's a good habit to get into and it's easily done as part of the cleaning routine part of the changeover if the changeover isn't done by you you need to be ensuring that your team members are aware and you need to make sure that this becomes part of the system that you have given them to adhere to. And everybody knows where they stand. Then, as soon as the system's in place, it, it's a matter of the person, the team member working the system. There's there's just no margin for for error, for two differing opinions. If it's all written down and systemized, then you you can't go wrong. You're saving, you're saving yourself a, an issue, a problem. So, what about storm safety? Indoors, I would use a surge protector uh, on your plugs to to serve all your electrical items. So instead of your electrical items getting plugged directly into the plug socket, um, an electrical st- storm or a power surge can damage your electrical equipment. In this situation, such as you know your telephones, televisions, modems, you, you want to put a surge protector in place to, to stop this happening it'll actually cut out before that surge meets your equipment and damages it. I will put some links in the notes for this the particular blog post as well so you can link through to some really good items that I've used personally in the past as well. So fire safety you want to be testing your smoke and carbon monoxide detectors you want to do this at every changeover so have a look at safety checks on how to implement with your team which is what we just discussed on making sure that you are systemizing everything and making sure that your team knows this is the system that you want following this is the system they have to adhere to and this is the system that shows them and your guests the standards that your property is set to. So think about having an emergency kit inside the property. So if you have got guests during the winter, give them a complete pack so it's ready for your guests, like wind-up torches, you want a rechargeable lantern, something with a hook so that it's easy to hang up so they've got the lights above them and it lights the area that they're in they can see what they're doing. You want a first aid kit in there, list of emergency contacts, and I would also add blankets, boots, jump leads and a snow scoop. You you just don't know what's going to occur. I mean, we've had some horrific winters in the UK over the last few years. I'm um, talking in 2014, moving into winter now, but 2010, 2011, 2012, been terrible, terrible winters, and at minus 10, minus 12, knee deep in snow, so... Just be prepared. And I would also ensure there's a supply of salt and grit for the pathways to leave it for them to use as well. So we also want to be really insurance savvy. So you want to lock your doors and windows. And I know this might seem obvious and it's sometimes it can be missed and It's as soon as a strict system is not adhered to and some second homeowners have been known to leave their windows slightly open to allow air to circulate and this could actually invalidate insurance. I mean, you're trying the best intentions there, but it could actually lead to more trouble as it, it could take away that insurance if something were to occur. So with your alarm, I would definitely, definitely install an alarm because it's more likely to deter an opportunist Also, you can take advantage of some of the awesome apps on the market which allow you to control the alarm from your phone. So you can actually be alerted of any movement in the property when there should be no one around. And in some cases, they'll even take a photo of the inside of the property, which I just think is incredible. So look out for an upcoming podcast on the best apps out there because this has really taken my attention. I just think there's such incredible tools apps and things that we as holiday homeowners can benefit from also think about adding additional security particularly if you're shutting down or going to be for for the whole winter or you're going to be away for a couple of weeks add additional security so think about things such as grills shutters and we won't be making thinking making life even more difficult for would-be burglars we do not want to be making life easy for them hidden keys now I would absolutely recommend you need to be leaving a key for emergency situations. I mean, a guest losing a key, a neighbour needing to gain access for you or a workman coming in to fix something which could have happened in an emergency. You might be away, you might not need to be able to get there. But, and this is a big, big but, if you leave a key hidden under a stone, under a doormat, plant pots, firstly, burglars are likely to know where to look and it could also invalidate your insurance and you're leaving yourself wide open to completely losing the income of your property and basically your business shutting down just by losing the chance to insure a property. So you want to take an advantage of an external key safe with a code. So you can fit this in a concealed location and you just need a code to access the box. The code you can share when you need to and you can adjust the code when you need to. Again, look out for an upcoming podcast on this soon because it's absolutely invaluable to a holiday homeowner. Brilliant for us. So think about security lighting, motion sensors on external lighting. It's great for lighting the entry points. It's great for you when you're using it. Great for guests to use when you're staying at the property. They're also energy saving as they're not on all the time. Plus they're a real deterrent for a would-be burglar. Who wants to be brightly lit as they're trying to break into a property? It's it's just going to expose them. So it, again, it would put people off. I think about putting a timer on your internal lamps so that you they can come on for a few hours early evening every evening. Make the place look occupied. You can maybe do this for your television or the radio to give the same impression someone's home. Again, use another awesome app to do this. There's just so much incredible technology that we as holiday homeowners can benefit from. I will be bringing an upcoming podcast on the types of um, apps that are available, and they're, they're so easy to control. You can actually even control your television your lighting from the comfort of your home from your mobile phone just held in your hand it's so so easy incredible safe you could add a safe to secure valuables Uh, it's great for you great for your guests as well adds a little peace of mind look out for a helping hand we touched on this earlier but it's such a great idea to have a relationship with your neighbours. You can look out for each other's properties whilst either of you are away. If you don't have immediate neighbours, I would definitely ensure that I have someone available to check the place for me in long periods of non-use. A friend, a housekeeper, member of your team, but ensure that it is just checked on a regular basis. Finally, I would say check check and check again your specialist holiday home insurance. You need to make sure you're adhering to their guidelines to make sure you're not missing something that could invalidate your insurance in the event of a claim. It's your business. You need to protect it. Again, listen again to the episode on insurance with Phil Schofield from Schofields Limited, who are specialist holiday home insurers in the UK. They will also insure overseas. But the best thing about that episode is we talk in depth about different areas where you might be falling down you might be missing something that might well invalidate your insurance really good listen great guy now that's episode 1 which you can head on over to the com website and hear that again now just a final note on systemizing and we've touched on that a few times in this particular blog episode now i'm a huge fan of systemizing your business And the maintenance of your property would be a system all of its own. Now, having a system ensures you don't miss anything. It tells you what you have done and it tells you what needs to be done next. And having a system stops things from being missed. It forces you to work methodically and efficiently through the running of your business. And this maintenance area is no different. So look to be doing this on a weekly, changeoverly, monthly, six-monthly, and yearly basis so that concludes how to look after your property in the winter I hope you've enjoyed this post you can read it online at holidayletsuccess.com and I hope that you'll all be winterproofing your property if there's anything that you usually do that I've maybe not covered please leave me a comment in the show notes and uh, we can have a chat about that there really anything that's useful to any holiday homeowners I would be absolutely thrilled to hear from you it would be great so thank you again for listening and I will speak to you again soon